we want to offer you a complimentary CTP bundle. That's right. It means the certified treasury professional exam and access to the AFP preparation platform for free. To participate in the contest, you simply need to share the LinkedIn post that we just published and tag both the AFP and Corporate Treasury 101. Hey guys, Osam here. Just very quickly before we start, Guillaume and I have partnered up with Automation Boutique to write a brand new ebook for you guys called Going Beyond the Buzzwords. It's an amazing ebook that goes through all the things about automation, data, and processing that just simplifies the topics just in the way that we do all the time in Corporate Treasury 101. To pick up your copy, just go into the show notes and click on the link or go to the website and find the partners page where we have a link to the ebook there as well with Automation Boutique. And then here's the episode. The link is in the description. Go check it out. Welcome to the Corporate Treasury 101 podcast. This is the third and final part of our full interview with Jim Cates, where we discuss the Certified Treasury Professional Certification. In the episode of today, expect to learn what does the CTP signify and why is it a significant credential in the field? What are the prerequisites and study commitments for a professional aspiring to become CTP certified? What are the treasury topics tackled in the CTP and what can a CTP expect to be able to accomplish? How does the AFP ensure that the CTP certification remains relevant and up to date with industry changes and technological advancements? And like always, much, much more. It was extremely refreshing to chat with Jim, particularly to understand the vision, the values and the behind the scenes of the Association for Financial Professionals. Jim embodies these values and vision and it clearly shows in the episode. We hope you will enjoy the episode. If that is the case, and when you're thinking about how you found our podcast, chances are that it was through word of mouth, social media, or a recommendation from your favorite podcast platform. And this is our only request to you. The best way you can support the podcast is to head to YouTube and subscribe to our YouTube channel, Corporate Treasury 101. That will mean the world to us and help more people learn about treasury. On another other note, this episode is brought to you by Automation Boutique. Automation Boutique is empowering treasury, finance, and risk management with tailored automation solutions. They use robotic process automation, RPA, AI, APIs, and Power Query to create automations that can work with your existing systems. We partnered with Automation Boutique as we really like their approach to innovation and how they help the industry. For this partnership, they came up with an AI-powered automation self-scan that can help you find out if a business process is suitable for automation and how to best get started. It is totally free, non-intrusive, and only takes about 15 minutes. What's great is that the report you will get from the scan helps you determine if the benefits of the automation outweigh the costs. If you want to have a look, head to the link in the description or to automationboutique.com slash corporate treasury 101 and with all that being said please welcome jim Cates. jim i think we've touched upon it quite sometimes in this episode the ctp the certified treasury professional certification. Let's deep dive into that. So what does the CTP signify? Why is it important? And why is it a significant credential in the field of treasury, if not 
the treasury certification out there. Well, we like to think of it as the treasury certification. But we don't have to have that. <laughs> um, I always say competition is good, but not necessarily. <laughs> well, I, as as, the, as we've talked a lot um, in the last hour or so, treasury isn't a a topic that is that is taught at the undergraduate level. The the body of knowledge of the CTP, you know, runs well over a thousand pages on our exam prep exam prep platform, you know, some of the topics are addressed at the undergraduate, you know, business schools, um, but they're not taught at the undergraduate business schools or MBA programs, quite frankly. So we don't have to rehash this one, but it's pretty clear that, you know, no one comes out of the, you know, and saying, I'm one of, you know, I'm interested in corporate treasury. In many cases, I don't, you know, the other objective is these students don't even know there's a profession called corporate treasury. And so, we hear that over and over again. In that environment, the CTP uh, really sets the standard for the treasury globally. Uh, as I said, we, we use, it's a very extensive process that we go through every three years to update that body of knowledge. It is practitioner based, it's based on a formal job analysis. Uh, we create the body of knowledge for the certica certification. And then we have a completely separate group that actually are item writers that write the questions for the exam. And this is this is the, sometimes people taking the certification don't realize is that the, 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 the body of knowledge the, is not, it's not, it's not gonna find every answer in there. You, it, it, that's why we have two separate groups, one that looks at updating the body of knowledge and we have a, a separate group of item writers that are writing questions, practitioners, everyone's a practitioner uh, because it's not about memorizing a thousand pages of content. It's how can you apply those concepts into the into a real world? So this is a real world practitioner based foundational knowledge of corporate treasury. So it's a recognition that that um, if you pass the exam, that you have a good foundational knowledge of corporate treasury. It doesn't say that you're going to know everything, but it, it is the the stamp of approval that that this individual, if they can pass the exam, have a a good understand and workable and foundational skills to be in corporate treasury. And now if you see most treasury jobs, uh, you'll see the CTP is required. A lot of banks require their transaction bankers to have the certification as well, because it's really gives those, um, the bankers a real insight into the practical role that the treasury or treasurer plays within the organization. It's been well established over 35 year plus years. As I said, we've tested over 60,000 people. We get four or 5,000 people a year who take that exam or who sign up for the exam. And if you talk to people that have it, it is there, it is the gold standard for someone who wants to be in corp corporate treasury. And it demonstrates competence and it gives the, gives the boss at least the, the comfort that this person has really studied. It's a, you know, for the six months or so and taken a rigorous exam. Um, and so it's, I think it's that rigor and it's the reputation of the CTP that uh, it is the, I like to say, kind of the gold standard for someone who wants to be in corporate treasury. Right. So what does the, um, what does the journey look like for somebody who would like to undertake or obtain the CTP certification? You mentioned six months of studying, then a, a thorough exam. What does it look like? Like what one would expect to have to study for the CTP? What are the areas they touch upon? Give us the whole the whole picture. 
Yeah, it's it's pretty extensive. I, I will tell you, I, I've had corporate treasurers who um, who have taken it because you know for the AFP board, we'd like to have you know uh, people that have the exam, and I'll tell you, they'll they'll they're sweating it taking that exam because. Uh, what you don't want to do is say, well, I've been in corporate treasury for the last 10 years. I can do this. I mean, so it is a, a comprehensive uh, undertaking in, in all the topic areas that one would think were typically a treasury, but one necessarily didn't learn. And, and then being able to take those concepts, as I said, to, to apply them in real, wor real world circumstances, depending, you know, again, on how much you maybe been in treasury or if you're new to treasury, then I think you're going to have to you know, study a lot harder. The mistake some people make is, well, I've been in treasury or I've been in FP&A and I can do this. Well, I'll tell you what happens. If you don't study, you fail. It's it, it's just the way it works. Mm -hmm. um, and I think, and it's a, uh, it's a proctored exam. We, we, uh, we use Pearson View so you can test anywhere literally around the world. It's uh, I believe a three hour uh, exam. It is uh, multiple <laughs> Multiple choice exam. Multiple choice, right. Yeah. It's not an easy exam. I mean, our, our pass rate is 50, 60%. Um, you know, you, you have to study for this thing. It's not, it's not a given. Uh, and That's insane. The, the FP&A exam is a two-part exam. That second part of that exam is budgeting and forecasting, and you actually have to build a model in, ex, in, a, in an Excel-like spreadsheet, and it's it's a real challenge, and that's actually quite frankly where a lot of people, whether you're in Treasury and or FP&A, they really, you can't, the, the, the ability to build that model from the ground up is can be challenging, which is good. I, I mean, we've always had this internal debate, should it be easy, should it be, every, and I think we all believe that, look, for a role that you're playing in finance that is so important, we always err on the side of this should be a rigorous exam that really tests the individual's ability to take these concepts and be able to apply them in the real world. And we're not making any pretense. It's, this is foundational knowledge. It's, so it's credibility. It's credibility for the individual. It's credibility for the organization that's hiring people. And we've been fortunate that it has a great reputation and great brand in the market. And um, we don't compromise at all in terms of its rigor and, and the work that goes into it. We were speaking with um, Paul Barnhurst uh, Guillaume and I in a separate um, for our other podcast actually and uh, off camera he was telling us about when he sat the uh, FP&A uh, course that he did and it yep. was just when we had um, signed our uh, partnership together so we kind of brought it up with him and um, he was like that's a real certification and the reason he said it was a real certification was like because they don't just hand it to you and they're not going to just let you pass and make sure that you pass there are some that are just like okay you didn't pass here's look at these questions again here was the right answer now can you set the question again oh, okay great now you've passed um which he was critiquing some of the other ones uh that perhaps do do that and he was like no a real certification is one where you might not pass and the, to get it yeah. means that you do have a certain knowledge and you did perform yeah i will tell you our uh i'm sure you'd be willing to you know our chairman took the exam and it, but what's interesting They'll all attest to the rigor, and I can tell you that I've had treasurers that were on our board and from very big companies. I won't give any names, and they, you know, when they knew the week was coming, they'd call me, Jim. Did, you know, how did I do? Or <laughs> wanted me to, you know, nope. You know, you're going to have to ask this thing. I mean, they were sweating bullets. That's good um, because it also says to their staff, and and uh, you know, it it's brings fun. credibility. 
Yeah, it is valuable, and, and it's just something we're not going to um, uh, compromise on because you, you're talking finance. You're talking the office of the CFO. You want people who are really well-qualified to do these things. That, um, and so, as I mentioned, keep, keeping that rigor is very is very important to us, maybe at the expense of you know, getting more people to take it. But then, then, then you devalue the the brand and what it's what it really stands for. And we're just not willing to compromise. We're not willing to compromise on ex, you know conference sessions, and we're not willing to compromise when it comes to our uh, standards for our certifications. And is the prep course a requirement to take the exam, or is it just highly, highly recommended because that's going to give you the details to be able to pass? Yeah. So for the CTP, we actually do still print a. A body of knowledge is like six inches thick, and if you think you want to read through that, great. Uh, but we put a lot of resources into our two exam prep platforms, which are um, interactive, um, on-demand, pre-tests, post-tests. Um, they really help guide you through the process. Uh, that's really the preferred way to study for. Uh, the FP&A exam, we only have the exam prep platform. So unless you want to read about 60 finance books, which we reference, you could do that, or you can get the exam prep platform. We have both options. You know, some people like to read a book. So if you want to read the book, that's that's fine. Uh, then we have review courses and things of that nature. But the exam prep platform is very interactive, and that's the way most people like to learn and taking those pre-tests and post-tests, and then it'll identify the areas where you have competency in that areas so that will specifically say you need to go back and, and start to learn these concepts a little bit better. So um, that's the preferred method, I think, for So for people can just study with the textbook, but the exam prep course is obviously going to give you the, it taught to you. Um, but it's the textbook that yes. the exam is based on. CTP. Only the yeah. CTP has a text. The FP&A exam is the exam prep platform. Very interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, what are the topics that you are covering that? So we um, in Corporate Treasury 101 have kind of defined the four fundamentals of Corporate Treasury as a... Um, I'm going to have to get this wrong. Cash management. Cash and liquidity uh, management. Wait, 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 let me, let me yes. get a test for myself. Let me get cash and liquidity <laughs> Go for management, yourself. financial risk management. The last one was banking relations. And the third one was... Uh, Corporate something. Financing. Yes. Indeed. Damn. So. <laughs> yeah, that's all. That's all. Is that's that, all is that, what's your structure? Now. How do you structure corporate treasury? <laughs> you know, you're asking me a question. I have to, have go, I have to open it up and look at it. <laughs> yeah. No. I'm not doing that. No. It's too hard. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, I'm cool. I can't learn it. No, no. I, I, you know, I, I'd be happy to get our certification people on it, doing separate podcasts with you in terms of there, the bodies of knowledge of, of both of them are pretty extensive. I'd have to have it. I mean, all of those are obviously classes that I'd have to have all, that. all the different domains in front of me, and I wasn't that well prepared, so I didn't know we were going to get to that level of specificity. Right? No problem. <laughs> Makes sense. Okay, Jim, so how does the AFP actually ensure that the CTP certification remains relevant? Because you mentioned this six inches with large, uh, sorry, uh, body of knowledge um you mentioned that those are skills that are actually fundamentals and necessary for the treasury professional to thrive in a career but also to bring that value to the company mm -hmm. 50 to 60 percent pass rate is absolutely crazy it means like i mean you you can't just wing it it's like it's a proper you wing um, it you're gonna fail exactly you're gonna be part of the 40 percent, maybe even 50. but so how 
I'm interested in understanding how do you keep up to date with everything? Because obviously, we didn't even touch upon the technological landscape that is ever evolving. We mentioned a few crises that happened over the last two decades. Those all brings a whole new waves of technologies as well, a new ways people walk. You mentioned the right versus left brain, how those one, those treasury when they walk from home four days a week versus when you're constantly next to your team and you have somebody you can ask all your questions with. Like, how do you keep this body of knowledge and this certification up to the standards and up to date with the industry and the actual need of the companies for a proper, efficient treasury function? So we have an internal um, certification staff. We have a director of certification. Uh, that's her uh, role, and she has uh, two, three, pe three people that work with her. That that's her expertise. So we have internal expertise. Um, unlike some other certifications, uh, or we, as I mentioned, update the CTP every three years. So that means you have a baseline for the last time the body of knowledge was updated, and then we go through a very formal job analysis where we're act, act, asking practitioners. Uh, through the through the formal job analysis, what additional roles and responsibilities they're fulfilling. It's uh, Stacy's job to ensure that that job analysis, we use psychometricians um, and, and look at, okay, since the last time this was updated. Um, and it's it, this is important. It's a look back. It is not a look forward because you don't want to, what you want to prevent from happening is for us to be putting things in there that aren't actually what the treasury function is doing. So it's not aspirational certification. It's a three-year look back. Okay, from the time that we last updated to today, what additional knowledge, role, responsibility is that treasury function playing? And that's where we'll fill in that gap over that three-year period. So it is not looking at you know, testing your knowledge on artificial intelligence, where artificial intelligence isn't really, isn't is isn't part of the treasurer's of the treasury function's day to day job, right? I don't want to be in a position where we're trying to, you know, create something that isn't there. This is a is a look back, and so every year, every three years, it's getting updated based upon what our what practitioners are telling us are the additional knowledge domains or part of those domains that are that are changing so again it focuses on actually practically what you should know to be successful as a treasury professional today mm. uh makes a lot of sense so it's not a it's not a buzzword certification it's not gonna be ai is taking over your role type of certification no, it's much more about what's ha right. actually it, happening correct i mean if ai isn't playing a role in the treasury function, then why are we testing you on the AI? Because it's not going to help you on a day-to-day -day basis. When we begin to see maybe the impact that AI, AI might have on that on the treasury role, we'll do the look back and say, okay, now these are the skill sets you're going to need. Now, things like data analytics, communication skills, those are now all part of the certification because we know that those are critical components of being effective as a treasury profession. Jim, do you take stuff out? So you but said we, you look we're back and you're... We're, not, we're not. Yeah, I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry. Do you take stuff out when you look back, or do you only add out of interest? I think if rules, reg regulations change, rules change because we're looking at the regulatory environment as well. So some of that, if it's no longer applicable, that'll be taken out. Absolutely. 
Unfortunately, there are very few things that get taken out and tend to get added in, which is a good thing. I know they all grown. I can't believe this, but that's good for the profession because if that book was, you know, if the if it was getting smaller, you know, we got a problem. Um, now that's easy for me to say because I don't have to take it. But I, I mean, I think it it demonstrates to someone that this is a growing field in finance. So I take that as something really positive. Mm. So. In practical terms, Jim, um, what's, what impact does having a CTP certification can bring to one's career? How does it impact your career? Well, it's pretty well documented. Uh, you get it. Cases. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, you're, you're going to move up in your career and you're going to get paid more, which is probably the two most important things to people, right? And so, Not too bad. Yeah, I mean, and, and if you're, in some cases, you know, it's keeping your job, uh, but in many cases, well, and I, and I tell you what, if you voluntarily take it and you say, I, I want to be in treasury, I'm going to take this exam. I'm going to take the time and, and, uh, to, to commit myself to this. What does that say to the employer? It says this person cares. This person is really dedicated to lifelong learning, which is another one of my big passions is keeping people focused on this concept of lifelong learning. And so, you know, yeah, the CT yes, the CTP is a point in time, but it demonstrates, hey, this person is really committed to the profession. And I think that's important to, for, to distinguish yourself uh, within your organization. And it'll help you with your internal career, or it, it'll also help you maybe looking for that next job if that's if that's what your focus is. But we, you know, we, we've done the data, we know that it, it helps in, you know, certainly helps in, increases your salary, it in, increases your job prospects, and it increases your ability to move up in an organization. Do you, you are pretty good things? Yeah. You drew parallels earlier with the Harvard and Princeton conference sessions, and then the, this, the t I guess when I think of those institutions, it comes with a reputation, right? And I have seen on LinkedIn people put CTP at the end of their name. Have you heard from employers about like, yeah, we're looking for CTP people? No, oh, we actually, we measure that. Okay. We, we know every, we, we get, uh, all the time. Uh, there's a Jeff Glenzer on our team as a chief operating officer. We, we, um, we, uh, actually us uh, every month try to, to quantify, uh, with a sweep, how many organizations are requiring the CTP or saying a preferred designation. Uh, we do that for both employer recognition is the most important component of that because if the employer recognizes it then guess what the employees are going to decide to have it so uh it's a two-pronged strategy to get to make to ensure that employers know about the certification as well as for the individuals and so it's uh it's a nice win-win situation uh, but yes that's something we're uh, we're always measuring and trying to see what, you know, you'll see in our, how we promote it, which companies that, you know, are, I mean, yeah. um, well, you know, yeah, a lot of times it's required or, or certainly preferred. Do you see, uh, which, do you see MBAs as like competition almost? Cause you do sometimes say CTP or MBA. Is it, can you call the CTP a equivalent or a replacement for? an MBA for a specific treasure. Yeah, I'm not an, under any illusions. I mean, if you're an organization looking for a qualified treasurer or finance person, I mean, you want to put the people that you'll consider. Um, 
MBA, sure, it's, it's a competitor. But if you're really looking for someone who actually has treasury knowledge and they pass the CTP, chances are you put the two up against one another, and that CTP is going to know a whole lot more about treasury than someone who's, who's got the MBA. But there are many factors that a company looks at. Um, you know, competition, we have to deal with the competition, and we have to distinguish the certification from other things. So that's just part of life, right? Yeah. So, Jim, once you have the CTP, is that it? Are you set for life or should you and do you have to? I think you mentioned earlier the credits that you need to have. But like, do you have a, a certain number of credits you need to still get year after year, even after you validated the CTP? I think you also mentioned on the prep platform, have pre-exam and post-exam. Meaning even when you're certified, you probably still insist on the updating of the training and the people to make sure they have the latest knowledge. So how do that all work? And also, how do you get those credits year after year? So, uh, yes, it requires, I can see the 42 or 48 continuing education credits over a three-year period. Um, obviously, the AFP annual conference and all the things that we do get CPE credits. Well, also, our certification department will, if you will apply for continuing education credits, they'll look at the curriculum. And so you can get them from other providers as well of the content. You know, I think anyone who, who's, who says, you know, I know everything and I don't need to learn anything going forward, good luck. That's one of my big, as I mentioned, I think earlier, one of my big passions is this, you know, this, this concept of lifelong learning and being committed to lifelong learning. I could, you know, quote from Aristotle to Einstein to whoever you want, who I think that it's both a individual motivation and, a, and I think Internally, organizations need to encourage it and provide the opportunity for their employees. You look at employee surveys, and, and especially younger people coming, the millennials are not going to work for companies that aren't going to help them be successful in their jobs. You see it time and time again, and I, I, I don't blame them. And I think that you know how a company makes a commitment to their individuals to help them learn, to help them be more successful, to help them learn new things and encourage, those are going to be the companies that win. Uh, over the long term. And I think that's why you see six to 7,000 people come to our annual event every year. It's why we have the membership, the certification, those things continue to grow. And I think skills-based, uh, again, a big, if you see this, there's a lot that are, that's in the, the, the daily media about how employers really are looking at skills-based education. Do you have the actual requisite skills to be effective at these jobs? And that means, and we've identified those skill sets. We know what you're going to need to be the foundational knowledge for treasury or the foundational knowledge for financial planning and analysis. And that's why it makes a compelling case at universities to say to them, okay, supplement your undergraduate education with a skills-based curriculum that's gonna help your students be successful when they walk out of the university. So getting up there in age myself, but I, I'm always trying to learn, new, you know, learn. And is there a better way to do something? And I just think, quite frankly, those are the employees that I'm looking for. I don't want someone to say, I don't know everything. So, <laughs> you know, <laughs> well, okay, if you know everything, then why are you working for me? So, I mean, it's, that's what any employer, I mean, you would think any good manager would want people who really want to, to learn and to continue to learn and to, to voice that. So it's, to me, it's very important. And I think, at least to the extent that I have a sounding board, it's something that I really talk, I, you know, I really 
try to talk about and promote to, to finance and treasury professionals is how critically important it is. Could have not said it better. Jim, thank you so much for all the amazing insights today. Anything you would like to add about the AFP, the CTP, or any of the different points that we touch upon? You know, if someone's listened to this whole podcast, they're probably exhausted of listening to it. So <laughs> I have nothing more likely. Other than to thank you, both of you, so much for the opportunity to um, talk with you today. It's been really fun and great. It was our absolute pleasure. If people would like to know more about you, the AFP, the CTP certification, where should they go? Uh, at www.afponline.org. And if you want to get a hold of me, just send an email to that web address and I'd be happy to, to respond or find someone and get you the answer. Likely it won't be me being able to get you the answer. So I'll make sure it comes <laughs> to the right place. So it's perfect. We put all the links in the description. Jim, thank you so much. My pleasure. Thank you. It's been great.